When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie T. Damien and I are Nerdy Wrestling Nick Biggs, here to give you our takes on the week that was in alternative wrestling, which was quite a noisy, noisy week of bitching and moaning and finger-pointing and people saying lots of nasty things about other people. Mm. If you mm. want to find about, mm. if you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm a, can be found at Mark Pauly T. And also you can find my phone, Damien at Mr. Damien Gibson. Check out the WrestleWolf site, WrestleWolf.com. Yes, please do. Um, that, uh, that, that costs money and, uh, if you don't go there, then it's pointless. Uh, it's been a big week of backstage rumours and rumblings in AEW. I have wanted to just ignore all of this, Paul. I've, I've said that it was bullshit, dirt sheet, uh, rake mucking, uh, or muck raking. It's probably an even better word saying that's the actual word that I was looking for. <laughs> But it does seem like there there is some legitimacy to some of these stories going around about backstage heat. Um, I suppose the first thing we could bring up is that the the CM Punk Hangman Page uh, Elite John Moxley, all of those guys. There were hundreds of different names being thrown around as having heat with Punk. That appears to all be bullshit. Um, to a point, Punk was in Sports Illustrated last week, was it, Paulie, saying that essentially this is all show business? Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, he said uh, he said something to to the effect that um, he was um, he was doing what he does to to sell tickets to an event. He was he was trying to get people excited, uh, trying to trying to make some news, trying to generate some 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 controversy. Because that's what they do. They're show business people. And and he said something like, you've got to, you know, just ignore much of what you hear on the internet. So Yes. Yeah. Which, great. Okay, awesome. That's good. I couldn't handle Hangman and Punk not liking each other. That was stressing me out. I was legitimately losing sleep over that. But it appears that there's been some other backstage uh, rumblings that, are true, but not to the extent that we have been told. So my source for this is JD from MY. Um, I'm not sure why his moniker isn't JD from MYC. That would make more sense to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's a booker in New York. He has his own YouTube channel that's 
ridiculously entertaining. You should go and check him out. When you finish listening to us, don't stop right now and go to JD's uh, YouTube channel. He books he books his own show or you know with some other friends and has some pretty big name wrestlers on there. He has a show on Sunday night that has uh, Brody King and Buddy Murphy on there, for example. So when he talks about having sources in AEW and knowing what's going on, I tend to believe him because he's talking to talent <laughs> and booking them for his own show. He said uh, with the Eddie Kingston, so there were reports that Eddie Kingston had been suspended for the last couple of weeks after he had slapped uh, Sammy Guevara uh, for being an annoying prick, I think was the <laughs> the reason. Uh, Sammy cut a promo where he basically called Eddie fat and then when he got backstage, Eddie went full Eddie Kingston <laughs> and, um, and slapped Sammy across the face. It's been all over Twitter. It seems to have really kind of got to, to Eddie again. There's a part of me that's like, well, these aren't these guys meant to have a match mm-hmm. at all out, right? Isn't that yes, correct happening? So I, I can't help but feel that maybe we're being worked here a little bit. The one story that I found really interesting. Oh my god! J- breaking news: a wrestler hit a wrestler backstage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho's hit. Almost every single person he's worked with at some point or another, if you read his biographies, like <laughs> <laughs> he beat Brock Lesnar, he hit Goldberg, like this. this um, so those things do tend to happen, you know. If if it, if it is true, and then Tony's suspended him for two weeks, well, uh, you know that feels like that's probably appropriate, and everyone moves on. The thing that I found really interesting and the thing that JD was going hard, like the hardest on Paul was the uh, the continuing saga of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which culminated this week with Thunder Rosa giving up her, um, her belt. Um, uh, due to injury. Now, um, he was reporting that the injury is true that's a true thing that she's got some problems with her abductor muscles and so can't isn't medically cleared but the story paulie seems to be that brit uh baker is um doing a fair bit of politicking behind the scenes that brit and the thunder don't like each other um not to the point where so then those stories got out of control that (laughs) brit baker was like um you know, kicking toilet doors down was one story that I saw to, like, get to Thunder Rosa after right. Thunder had broken uh, Jamie Hayter's nose in the ring or, you know. Yeah, I heard that she was hiding in a toilet, yes. Yeah, but then I also heard another story that Jamie Hayter, that was Jamie Hayter that was trying to find Thunder Rosa backstage. Uh, JD, uh, I keep using his name because he's my source for these things, um, is that uh, he, he's saying that none of that happened that <laughs> Thunder Rosa is a trained MMA fighter, so why would she be hiding in the toilet from anybody? <laughs> it's more adult than that. It's more they don't like each other, and there's a lot of politicking going backstage, uh, going on backstage with Tony, and Britt is much better at that than Thunder Rosa is. Um, is was the belt taken off her because of Britt Baker? He didn't go as far as to say that, but he did sort of insinuate that. So. That's not great <laughs> if that's true. I think if we get to All Out and Brit 
ends up with the belt or Jamie Hayter ends up with the belt, then it adds a fair bit of weight to these stories. Um, they're not going away. These stories aren't going away. I, I think there still is an element of I, – I think I've come around to the idea that there is probably an element of truth to these stories and, and that's why they're being reported, but then they get picked up on, they get amplified, they get amplified, and they turn into other things. And people who are bad faith actors on Twitter pick up on them and then they just get blown out of proportion. But um, Yeah, over the, la- the course of the last week or two, I've um, noticed – when I've been looking around to see what uh, what 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 the goings on currently are in the scene, I uh, follow a link where you know someone says uh, some someone describes someone else as a um, I don't know a, <laughs> let's try that again. Um, uh, some claim is made about someone uh, being... Um, uh, they're unsafe in the ring or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, aggressive, rude, whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. And then you actually read the article and find out what the quote is, and it turns out to be something completely misleading compared to what the headline was. Mm. And this is happening a lot. Um, so the, you know these 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 circle around these get repeated. They get they get you know, a couple of other words get added to them from one one poster to the next, and it gets a yeah becomes a new a, 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 a new story a new fiction of its own, even though it happened to be something that someone was describing a while ago about something kind of similar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Um it was brought up on on JD's channel that uh, he he seems to think that this is all happening because Tony has spread himself too thin um across two different shows buying Ring of Honor <clears throat> buying every wrestler on the world and this is now leading to these problems do you reckon that's there's any validity to to that uh, oh, idea look i I have no reason to 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 dispute it because I don't have any inside information, but it certainly seems like something that um, is not fanciful. Yeah, I think there's we we've been making the point for a long time that the the roster is incredibly overloaded, mm. um, and when uh, and they've weaved it into storyline with uh, with MJF and. Um, uh, Ethan Page and uh, and some others. You're like, mm. what about us, OG AEW dudes? Why are why are these you know new guys coming in, getting paid more than us, and getting featured on TV when we're we're the ones that have been around forever? Um, and that kind of that's probably based in some degree of reality. I totally believe it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that Ethan Page thing has been interesting because I was like, when he came out and started doing that, I'm like, oh, this is good. I like this. I really like this angle. And then that's been three weeks and we haven't seen him. Well, yeah, there's only certain there's only certain people you can squeeze onto those three hours of TV. Yeah, there was a suggestion that I saw today where um, Dynamite stays at two hours, stays on Wednesday night. Rampage has moved from Friday night to Thursday night. Um, and it's made live and also made two hours. So then you have two two-hour shows back-to-back. You can run both of them live in the same city and you can have 
dark elevation as the you know the precursor to one and dark as the precursor to the other yeah i i reckon that's a a viable option they just have to have a, a willing network to to better add on that extra hour of programming would it be um you know is it at the point where tony needs to um discard some people uh, i think um uh, to a degree that's already happening there are there are contracts that aren't being renewed so Ooh, it's do we a, who who's not do you know who's not being renewed oh no, nothing particularly new in the last week or two that um right. you know there are things there there were like um oh, like from, alan angels and right yeah and right. Um, you know joey janella and um uh the um the guy who was in jurassic express um marco stunt marco stunt for example yeah. yeah those those guys um and um uh the uh, well the, now that the talent pool i suppose is is uh, the available sort of free agent list is is not nearly as um growing as it used to be because somebody's not working at the uh the big company anymore um then hmm. <laughs> i think um uh, it's probably going to stabilize to a to to a degree and so if someone actually is does reach the end of their contract there's probably not going to be someone else coming in to be able to sort of replace that that number on the roster sheet yeah uh, <clears throat> they don't they don't need they don't need to i mean unless it was um i mean the only person left that was around that i thought would be a good signing was johnny gagano but then even when he went to wwe i was like ah, it's probably right you know what i mean like i mean i don't I don't want anyone to go to WWE, but he seemed happy. Him and Hunter have a good relationship, and there's there's a plethora of guys on AEW television that do the same thing as Johnny. So it it wouldn't have added any real point of difference. You know, I just really like him and would have liked him to be in in AEW. But maybe Bray Wyatt would be a good signing because he would be a real point of difference. But then you've also got Alistair Black doing that sort of spooky guy dude man thing sorry i was just um trying to see if i could find uh some info that i spotted about a new tv show no i think it was actually based upon a comment that um, dave Meltzer had made it um, on wrestling observer radio a couple of days ago and that was um I, he, he didn't specifically name it um, but uh, I, I think it was related to the um, trademark that was made recently about all elite women. Uh, right, okay. Um, uh, so potentially one of their plans is actually to make a, a new TV show which is only AEW women. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm, I don't think so either. I think it's going to... Um, uh, yeah, it's it's got Failey written all over it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because one, the, the the roster's not there yet. You haven't built up the roster well enough to to for it to have its own TV show. Um, and also there are all there's there are all female um promotions going around at the moment. Like Wow is happening, and there are YouTube only content. And the content's fine, but it's not setting the world on fire. I. Yeah. I I would concentrate on getting the women's division up and running and having it going equally with the men's division on the TV shows that you have before you started worrying about setting up new shows. <laughs> I, 
that that would be a really worrying thing to me if if that's what Tony was doing next. Yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully that's not the case, and hopefully what he was talking about was um, some uh, progress on the plan to uh, introduce a Ring of Honor TV show. But unfortunately, mm. it wasn't specifically mentioned. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens over the next coming days because um, uh, it does it does appear as though there is a change coming to the broadcast schedule. Just what that is, we don't know. Well, Rampage is going live every Friday in October. So I don't know whether that's directive from uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery, or it's something that AEW wanted to do for a long time. They just haven't been able to for whatever reason. Um, the Ring of Honor show, I don't know if that's going to get up, man. I think most TV channels would look at what Ring of Honor was before Tony bought it and think, well, why do I, why do I want this? You know, like right. Okay, I think and I also I, feel like Warner Brothers would be like, well, we already have two shows from you. Why don't you make one of these shows longer and then you can just put Ring of Honor stuff on that? Mm. It does does seem like there's it, it's more of a more of a niche audience for the Ring of Honor product. Yeah, yeah. Me <clears> personally, <throat> like as a fucking giant mark who does nothing but watch wrestling yes please give me all the wrestling give me more wrestling mm-hmm. give me a women's show give me ring of honor give, like but um i i just think for the sake of eight i just think that would be bad business decisions and at the moment the product isn't as good as it has been in the past especially rampage and we'll get into that after after the break but um i just really uh, me personally my advice would be like well let's just get the house in order a little bit with Rampage, let's worry about that first and then worry about making new TV shows. Rampage, it's not like you can look at Rampage and go, well, it's the perfect show. Time to move on to the next show, you know? like it's Yeah, we'll get to that. There's a lot that needs to happen with that, and we'll get to that after the break. But speaking of the break, Paulie, let's go to a break now, and then we'll come back with our highlights, lowlights, mark of the week, and spot of the week. Guys, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 for any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. $200 for $5. Not bad. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven. You win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So if your team loses, but the team was up by seven points at some point throughout the game, you win. You win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. I wouldn't be telling you about something if it wasn't, guys. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, and there's plenty of places that don't let you do that. To make this all happen, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
Welcome back, my friends. This is the second half of the WrestleWolf weekly podcast where we talk all things AEW. Joining me, as always, is Paulie. Paulie, we've talked a lot about rumours and innuendo and innuendo and uh, news and stuff and what's going on. Let's talk about some shit that happened in the ring or at least the booking around what happened in the ring. What is your low light or low lights for this week? Well, I suppose part of the reason why my choice has been made was because I was blown away with Dynamite with this week. Now, it might have just been because I was in a really good mood. I don't know. (laughs) And maybe I wasn't last week when I watched. But I thought Dynamite was a stellar show. From the, the, the opening um, promo to the closing uh, trios match, just really thoroughly, thoroughly good production, really good wrestling to, pro wrestling show. But then on Friday or uh, Saturday out time, Rampage just kind of happened. Hmm. And it was just, it, it, there was very little to look forward to. There were things that were ha- that that were put in there that were very questionable and just didn't seem to have any, thorough, you know, decent amount of thought put behind them as to why they were included. Like the the, the, the Claudio and um, and D- Dustin match, I, I was looking forward to that to be a, a decent, um, you know, old school pro wrestling match, and you know, it was pretty good, but it just didn't have that didn't have that sense of um, excitement about it that it should have being a world title match mm. just to be included on on Rampage. Uh, how did you feel about the broadcast this week? Uh, I, I feel like Rampage has been a bit of a problem for a while now. I can't think of a big moment that's happened on Rampage for ages. It kind of feels like an hour of exposition almost, like to use a screenwriting term, like it's an exposition dump. You you have like, you know, like if you look at this week, like Jay Cargill appears out of nowhere. I think she fired the baddies. I think the baddies are gone, but that wasn't really explained. Uh, mm. And then Athena jumps out of nowhere. There was a lot of, um, I think we've all bitched about this back on the old WWE show and, and at times with AEW, the especially with AEW, no one can cut a promo without getting the shit beaten out of them at the end of it. And I, I can't handle that, and that happens a lot on Rampage. Yet <laughs> there was the um, Hook did a, an interview, and then like uh, the what are they called, Daddy Cool Mac, and um, uh, yeah, Daddy Ice Magic, Vo- yeah, Ice Vovo McCoy came out, and uh, like they were literally like, "Where's Hook? Where's Hook?" And like that, like the. Um, the new girl, whatever her name, that does the interviewing. Lexi, maybe. Lexi, um, that's it. Yeah. She was like, he's literally over there. Like, which yeah. is not, <laughs> like, is funny, but completely lifts the veil on this being real. You know mm. what I mean? There's just a lot of that. It feels, what I loved about AEW, um, and I mean, I still do. I'm not going off AEW, but. It just feels rushed, right? Like there's a lot on Rampage that feels rushed. There's a lot of stuff on there that I don't understand why it's happening. The, you know, we, I feel like the last couple of weeks it was almost like we were trying to convince ourselves that like, oh, yeah, like Dustin versus Cordio, that'll be good, right? And then the match happened and 
Claudio couldn't jump up. Like Claudio went to do a, a leapfrog over Dustin and and couldn't get over him. And so Dustin headbutts fucking Claudio in the nuts. And then there yeah. was a rushed moment to like. It, and, and also like the uh, it not being live. I mean, we kind of spoke about this a little bit before the break, but it not being live really comes through. I don't know if you feel that when you're watching it each week, but it feels like. I'm watching an hour of television that was taped four days ago or three days ago or whatever it is, two days ago. Um, and I don't know. It's just I, I'm so excited for Dynamite every week and every week Rampage feels like a bit of a chore. There, I, I did pick up something interesting um, about Rampage during the week and it backed up a comment that I made in one of our in one of our podcasts a while ago where I thought that there was extra crowd noise piped in to the Rampage recording and just, you know, as you were just saying, it's because it's not a live show. They do mm. edit it. Yeah. It is, there is a fair degree of extra sort of editing going on. And um, apparently in Tony Schiavone's interview on um, – oh, when, when he was the interview – he essentially he, was interviewing himself on AW All Access podcast. Yeah, yeah, and he he basically yeah he backed that up. He said, yeah, there is there are production techniques to, to, added to to you know just to, to hype up the the presentation. Yeah, he's, and sometimes he's doing that. That's his job now, right? Hmm. And sometimes that includes extra crowd cheering. So there we go. There wasn't tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> when Ryan ne- Nemeth came out, Jesus Christ, you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even when Claudio came out, I, mean, I don't take any, I don't take any pleasure in saying this shit. But it, it feels like if you're going to a taping at the moment where Dynam- I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times, but if you're going to a, a live show at the moment where they're doing all the TV, it's five hours. It's mm. a five-hour show, which I know Tony would be like, well, you get five hours of entertainment for 40 bucks or whatever or 50 bucks, or, which, yeah, great. But the the product that you're actually trying to push, which is Dynamite and Rampage, completely um, – Rampage completely suffers. It feels that way to me. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking that and so I, I, I recognize things that back up my own point. Um, but – yeah, man, I'm not enjoying Rampage at the moment. And and my low light lit feeds into that. I mean, we had Wardlow uh, wrestling Ryan Nemeth, and I, I like Ryan. I like what he does on BTE, but, like, why is he getting a TNT title shot? I mean, you know the moment that he's coming down the, the ramp that it's a squash match. You just know, right? Yep. So don't make it a fucking championship match because then it detracts from the belt. Like, it just it doesn't – I don't – no one's believing this. You know what I mean? Everyone's sitting here going, why am I not watching Wardlow go head-to-head with someone important? Like, he's so over, you know, and I understand there's a match at All Out, but now you've got him, ta- like him, tagging, him teaming up with FTR is cool, but really he's a singles competitor. He should be getting pushed as a singles competitor. And I think, again, it's another one of those things of like there's so many people on the roster that, that are great that need TV time that we're, we're just pushing as many people out there. I mean, literally two seconds after Wardlow came out, you had like seven people come out with Jay Lethal. <laughs> you know, Chris Saban's there from Impact. Like 
doing his little hand thing that people are meant to know about. Like, if you don't watch Impact, you don't know who's this little scruffy dude who's like, it just looks like some dude from, like, I mean, Chris Saban is an amazing wrestler and you'll see that at all out if you don't watch Impact. But if you don't watch, the, if you don't watch every wrestling show, it just looks like a Make-A-Wish kid has come out with Jay Lethal and is <laughs> pointing yeah. to his hands, you know, like... Wardlow's better than this. He's got the he's got the second belt. He needs to be pushed. He needs to be on Dynamite. He needs to be on the main show. You know, I understand it's like oh, well, Wardlow's a big star, so we can put him on Rampage and that'll get people to watch it. But that's not happening. Like they're getting what twenty five. Like the 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 average audience is around what 400, 450,000 compared to a, around about a million for Dynamite. Yeah. So you're getting less than half of the people tuning in on Friday night than you are on Wednesday night. That's it is a problem. It is on very late, so there's that. I'm pretty sure it starts at at 10 or even 11. Um, And, um, and, well, I suppose the the US is a a big place, so they have a lot of time zones to consider. Um, But on the board low booking, um, I... (laughs) I, I've got a lot of thoughts about this. One is that with the... um, with the inclusion of the Motor City Machine Guns in that triple tag, you know, three-on-three match, um, first of all, if Wardlow is going to team with FTR, why weren't they part of the, the, the trios belt tournament? Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> another trios match going on Yeah, that's not part of this tournament over here. Like, yeah. Because that would have been amazing. Um, and we've been show- we've already had wonderful examples of, of the the type of matches that we we had expected and and thankfully have they have they have transpired and they should get better and better. Hmm. But beyond that, um, why is why didn't they put Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt in there who have been included in the yeah. broadcasts for months, months now, months, and then all of a sudden, oh no, they're not going to appear on our on our pay per view. We're going to bring in someone who's not even in the company to wrestle on our pay-per-view. None of it, none of it makes any sense. There's no what we usually praise Tony about in AEW for the last two and a half, three years of a long booking and forward thinking. With this, with Wardlow, there isn't any. You know, and like mm-hmm. I actually thought you were being a bit harsh after he won the the TNT belt because you were like, "This is shit," like the Mark Sterling stuff and the security guard stuff, and I was like, because I I developed so much trust in tony i was like ah paul stop being so negative man they'll put him in a good feud don't worry about it well with two three months later and it still hasn't happened Mm. and this is how this is how god i mean you spent two and a half years building wardlow into this fucking homegrown beast of a talent who's like the best looking dude on the roster (laughs) like massively over yeah man everybody loves him like he's he is a legitimate star and like i understand you've put a belt on him so you're recognizing that but then the booking that's come after that is atrocious and and even just a small detail like the one you just brought up then paul of like fucking the mo like yes awesome motor city machine guns come in great that'll make for a fantastic match because you get ftr versus the the machine guns awesome but from a booking standpoint it makes no fucking sense whatsoever Mm -hmm. and it just means what it will mean is that you'll have two other people outside the ring while that match is happening that will just make it even messier than than it should be. Surely at 
at your pay-per-views, especially um, the big ones. Also, although you know, really, AEW don't have any non not they don't have any not big pay-per-views. They're all they're all huge because they don't any, they only have what four a year. Four, yeah. Um, anyway, so with one of those coming up, all out, surely every championship should be defended. Yes, absolutely. But it's not what you need to do. Like, but this isn't. Yeah, he's not even. And it's meant to be like, if a champion isn't defending their belt on the pay per view, then it's usually because it's a blood feud and they fucking yeah. hate each other. Yeah, I well, do not get that from Wardlow no, and Jay Lethal. No. I do not get that at all. You no know, way. especially after the fucking feud he was in previously with MJF, which is one of the best wrestling stories. Oh, yeah. maybe ever told. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then you've got that coming into this, and it's just trash. It's like, oh, I, I can't think of an example. It's like trying to watch any other football soccer league in the world after watching the Premier League. It's mm. just B grade. Like it doesn't. It, it's not. It's not good enough. Look, we've got some some other some other events on the card that don't, don't involve belts which are gonna be great look we've got mm -hmm. um, jericho and 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 danielson we've got awesome yeah. uh, christian and jungle boy you amazing know, that story's be been told really well that's gonna be great the hobbs and stark story has been a long time coming and it's been told really well so it's still happening yeah those stories have been you know the the danielson jericho story you know through the two factions have been told over a long time as well so you've got You've got good stories happening. Tony, when he concentrates on it, is still doing great booking. He's probably still the best booker going around at the moment. But when he's not paying attention or when he takes his eye off the ball a little bit, like with Wardlow at the moment, it's just trash. I think it must be really, really hard to book a babyface champion because, mm. um, like, well, I, we know that um, you know. Just a couple of days ago, the Thunder Roses relinquished. Well, didn't relinquish. Um, <laughs> retains her belt, but is not able to defend it because of injury. However, um, there's been a lot of talk uh, that that her run has been weak. Um, uh, this this Wardlow TNT run, um, you know, could have been put together in a much better way. He could have been presented much better than um, uh, examples like this week when he comes out and and, and wrestles Ryan Nemeth. Mm. Um, he, he should have had, you know, much more um, uh, challenging opponents yeah. and and be, to build him up and build him up um, and keep or sort of keep him up there because he's already been built up. Um, but then when you look back at other uh, championship holders, like w w the, the, the world title, for example, we started off with Jericho, um, heel, mm -hmm. um, uh, then was it Moxley? Moxley was a tweener face. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. That was a bit hard to judge because of the, it was like the pandemic era booking. Yeah, and yeah, Mox is also his own category. It's weird. Yeah. Like it's hard. He's kind of stone cold. Yeah. In the way yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. He, he does a lot of things that would traditionally be considered heel, but because he's so over, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> but then, then we had um, um, uh, Kenny Omega. Um, um, yeah, and he was. And so you knew what to expect. You knew the kind of behavior that would happen. It was mm. easy to write and it worked. But um, then, like, has there been 
a, a good oh, well, baby face role. Oh, oh, there. Sorry, there it is. Immediately after that, Hangman Adam Page. Well, and see, he Hangman was like, rubbished. Well, he, Hangman, yeah, Hangman's run got rubbish. I liked it. I mean, you look at the matches that he had as champion. Yeah, they were superb. Yeah, great matches. Yeah, but but the um, the other part of the presentation, when it comes to you know the ways that he is featured on TV for promos or uh, however else he's included to actually in, in tie up uh, in, uh, involved uh, that embed that championship yeah. into your broadcast each week, it was not seen as something that really well, he didn't he justified didn't have, yeah. He didn't have a consistent protagonist. If he's the antagonist, if he's the hero, he's the the baby face champion. You had Cole in there for a bit. Yeah, Danielson he wrestled Danielson a little bit. Like they didn't pull the trigger on who. I mean, Kenny Omega was his big, you know, um, uh, rival before. Yeah. You know, so they just they hadn't built some. You know, I thought it was going to be Adam Cole, but it kind of didn't really. They didn't stick to anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then it was punk, but mm. they only built that up in like three or four weeks and it didn't feel right. Like it, like both of them were baby faces. And then when you look at, look, look at the women's champions, like, like we started off with um, uh, uh, not to Hikarashita, it was um, uh, the. Um, Tiny, tiny girl. Yes, Riho. So Riho, first baby face. Um, AEW was a brand new thing, so they were just kind of, you know, feeling trying stuff. Out. Yeah, feeling yeah. things out, good way to put it. Um, then we had uh, Nyla Rose, so um, heel. Uh, Hikaru Shida, um, I thought she was great. She, she yeah, did I have thought that. Hikaru was great. She, yeah, she did have that for, I think, the longest, the longest run. Yeah, um, carried the belt throughout the whole pandemic era, empty, empty arenas. Like, yeah, she was great. She was great. Um, so, yeah, you do have to really sort of um, take that into account because it was a very different, very different time with no yeah, no crowds and and um, and and the way that they were changing the the the, the stories because of that. Mm. Um, but um, uh, then we've got you know Britt Baker heel, um, and she was great, really good heel champion and presented really well, um, put into you know really good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 had had a great little um, you know support team to do all the shenanigans, mm. um, but then when you bring a, a baby face in, um, once we've got the whole the whole thing back with crowds and they're traveling, and it just it seems to be a real tough thing to book a baby face. But again, they didn't. They haven't really committed to who Thunder Roses. You know. Um, protagonist was meant to be initially it was Brit and then Tony Storm came in. I understand that they wouldn't have banked on having Tony Storm until they signed her. That was a very quick turnaround. So they wanted to get her in the title picture initially. And so then they tried to do like a mega powers thing. But again, yeah, you're right, man. Like there is this, there is this uh, consistent um, lack of creative direction when we've got a baby face champion. And so maybe, Maybe that's something that Tony needs to look at. That like he's not good at that and needs to improve. Well, speaking of things that uh, probably don't need to be improved because they were so goddamn good this week. <laughs> what are you? What, what, what was your highlight? I'll go first. Uh, it was the Garcia Jericho Danielson promo. Um, I, <laughs> I just feel like maybe I should talk about 
quickly. Um, I haven't put Punk and uh, Moxley as my highlight. And now as I'm saying it, I'm feeling like maybe I should have. But um, I-, I was legitimately upset when Sam Punk lost the, <laughs> lost the belt. And I still have some reservations about that booking. But um, I-, I just thought the Garcia, I thought Daniel Garcia had a moment um, on the mic this week that, that proved that he could be uh, the next Brian Danielson. That, that's mm. what this whole story is about. Like, is Daniel Garcia worthy of being the next Brian Danielson? Blah, 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 blah. Um, we've seen it in the ring. We've seen it in the ring probably almost from the moment that he walked through the doors in AEW. But he genuinely made me believe this week that he was torn between Chris Jericho, who is his mentor, and Brian Danielson, who, he's, who is his hero. Um, this has been a relatively short run-up to, to this storyline going into All Out. And then at the end of the promo, we got Danielson versus Jericho at All Out, which I was very excited about as well. I just thought this was all done very well. Um, Jericho, is, well, as always, is amazing. Um, and, and Brian Danielson cops a lot of crap for um, maybe not so much in AEW, but WWE copped a lot of crap for being a poor promo, and I... I just don't think that's fair at all. I think he's fantastic in in promos. Um, but yeah, Daniel Garcia. I, I'm I'm really interested to see. Does this lead to Garcia being finally being in the uh, Bayswater basketball community um, after all out, or whether he goes off and does his own thing? Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed this. It was it was smart play by Tony to have uh, Chris and Brian open the show um, to get, you know, like star the, the show opens, you got the star power there, and then you're also putting Garcia in there with those guys so you get more eyes on Garcia. I, I, this is the kind of stuff that, that Tony does really, really well. I love this telling segment. a story, going into All Out, loved it. Loved yeah, all of it. I love that segment, uh, but the, uh, the unsung hero of the whole segment has to have been Chris Jericho's bronzer. <laughs> <laughs> Made him look like such a dipshit. <laughs> he, as always, man, he doesn't care how much of a dickhead he looks like to to be the ultimate heel. Him and Christian are masters at that. They will purposely make themselves look like complete fools. So you hate them. He, he looked like he'd fallen face first on the cement, and his whole face was bruised. It was so bad. He looked like he could have been uh, competing for the WWE Divas Championship 10 years ago. He had so much bronzer on. <laughs> uh, what was your highlight of the week, Paul Oh, Lee? my God. Will, Will Ospreay is a fucking otherworldly. That yeah. match. And, not I mean, he, he, he's the star, but Aussie Open were great. Um, the, the Lucha Brothers... I love them I and mean, have loved them forever, and they were great. Um, the interaction between Pac and Kip Sabian was great. Mm. I just loved this whole match. It was just like frenetic, bang, 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 move after move after move that was so smooth and so fluid and, and, and hard-hitting and just one of those where I just sat back and glared and just thought, this is the reason why I watch pro wrestling. Mm. Yay. What a great way to end the broadcast. An amazing match. Another five-star. So it was, I think uh, there was a, a, a infographic that was going around Twitter that um, 
Will Ospreay had had seven matches in a week and a half that were given 4.5 stars or above by Dave Meltzer. <laughs> oh, uh, it's because of his, all, his, all his work at the G1. Yeah, G1, and then he went to uh, Britain and had two shows there, and then oh, this match as well, which Dave gave five stars. So um, he, like, to me, I messaged you. I was like, Will Ospreay's the best in-ring talent I've ever seen. He's better than Punk. He's better than Brian. He's better than Dynamite Kid. He's better than Shawn Michaels. He's better than Bret Hart. Like, I... I this kid can't – there's nothing – not only is there nothing that he can't do from a technical standpoint, he's put on probably 10, 15 kilos in the last year and a half to get mm. to a heavyweight look and he's still doing the same shit that he was doing when we saw him in Melbourne, man, that like legitimately I can't believe that I saw in real life. I mean, he runs up dudes and does backflips off them and shit. I mean, it's it's insane. It, yeah. the, like. Human beings shouldn't be able to do the thing when he did, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil your uh, spot of the week, but like he'll do things that in in ring where he lands on his feet. I mean, people, yep. will, you know, Ray Phoenix will do some of the things that Will Phoenix, uh, that Will Osprey does, and 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 sort of you know end up flat backing it or whatever, which is usually what you do. But Will Osprey lands on his feet like a goddamn superhero. It's it's insane. And if AEW haven't I mean, we just talked about not signing anyone else. <laughs> We've completely forgot about Will Ospreay. <laughs> they need to sign Will Ospreay. This needs to be this needs to be something that that happens. I'm almost 100 percent sure it will because, as much as everyone was like, "Oh, look, see, Kenny and Will don't like each other," that's a legitimate work. Like these guys have known each other for a long time. <laughs> will is essentially Kenny's young boy to his point. So, um, yeah, loved it, and then. Uh, my only criticism with this whole thing is that the the promos that were cut after TV time for Ken, by Kenny and Will should have been on the show. Oh, I didn't see them. Okay, uh, they're on YouTube. It was like an extra special thing where they they went each other. Um, but I, I liked that it was a yeah. I liked that it was a clean win for um, or to a point. It was a clean win yeah. for Osprey and. Um, and then, yeah, we just had, we didn't have a run in. We just had the elite come down and sort of stare them out, and that's that's how I want Dynamite to finish. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It was just good. It was finished beautifully. Look, yeah, you, you touched on it briefly. I think we should probably have a, a little bit more of a chat about it. Um, you know, you are uh, unashamedly the biggest CM Punk fan in the world, so. <laughs> You yeah. were, you were, you were pretty shocked at the uh, the way that the uh, world championship unification match transpired. Did not see that coming at all. Uh, that was a hundred percent sure that Punk would win. In a way, man, like with all the stuff that was going on, um, like you know, I've simmered down a little bit. Moxley's promo afterwards is an all timer. Like mm. that's like that. That'll be a meme. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that not how things were supposed to go? I mean, that's fucking brilliant. It really it wound me up. I hated him in that moment. I genuinely was like, "Fuck you, John Moxley." He's doing his job. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Um, I, I think the I think the storytelling is great. Yeah. To, in that moment, like, and Moxley. You know, if the if the um, in real life story of like you know Punk's not a locker room leader, John Moxley is a rock, locker room leader. So Tony's given the belt to Mox as a sign of solidarity to the AEW crew and blah blah. blah. 
that's kind of cool if we're looking into that. But just from the stuff that's on TV, like it's it's interesting. I haven't seen something like that happen before that like Punk kind of got injured and then it's sort of protecting Punk, but also Moxley was so aggressive with his win that it puts Moxley over as well. Um, all I'm worried about is do they have enough runway for the storyline to take off into All Out? You know, like it's such a quick turnaround for Punk to come back from an injury to wrestle Moxley at All Out. I think something's going to happen at Dynamite. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, like, I mean, obviously something's going to happen at Dynamite, but when Moxley, like Moxley's, so it was announced that Moxley will address the crowd. I don't know if it'll be Punk. I don't know if it'll be Punk. Um, I can't imagine it being anyone else, and um, especially because it's in Chicago. Um, the I if it if it goes any other way, I, I just there's going to be a stadium full of twenty five thousand people, or however I don't know how many fits there. Yeah, I think it's around about that. Yeah. <laughs> that are going to be very very unhappy if if he doesn't walk out with the belt. Um, yeah, and, and this feels kayfabe. I just, yeah, you know, and, and most people won't give a shit, you know, especially once you get to the pay-per-view. They're like, oh, fuck it. It's Punk versus Moxley. Who really cares how we got here? Hmm. Well, I do because <laughs> <laughs> I care about the stories. They need to make sense. But See, by um, doing what they've done, they've they've legitimized Punk uh, Moxley's um, interim championship. Now, all of those victories that he had as the interim champion are world championship victories. Um, he's the unified champion. He's the only double champion uh, so far, and that so, so he gets his he gets his W. And then you know a couple of weeks later, Punk gets to get his his championship back. Maybe they might do some um, uh, f- flip betweens for a while. Who knows? But all out Chicago, it has to be. It just has to be. Yeah, it's exciting either way. Um, we need to wrap it up pretty quickly because I've got someone downstairs delivering something. So let's quickly just uh, jump into your spot of the week and then we'll wrap it up. Cool. Well, during my highlight, which is that amazing trios match, <clears throat> Will Ospreay did about a dozen things that were um, absolutely amazing. And one of those was uh, off the top rope, did this sort of tornado twisting corkscrew onto the uh, the, the the dudes outside, um, as you said, I think this was one of those where he he landed on his feet, just yeah, ready to go, just and insane. it was just jaw dropping. I love him, <laughs> love, just him love him, love him, just insane. Quickly, mark of the week goes to the Cleveland Browns guy who legitimately looked like he was about to cry when Ryan Nemeth uh, bagged out the Browns on Rampage tonight. Uh, but we will wrap that up there, my friend. Good chat as always, uh, dynamite rampage there's always something to talk about that's the one thing that you can guarantee every week (laughs) there's always something to talk about when it comes to all elite wrestling uh that's all for this week thanks to the pigskin podcast network for hosting us and supporting us in particular brandon and dylan uh also if uh thank you guys for listening you can uh, help us out by uh, rating and reviewing especially in apple Podcasts, um and you can support the show um but until next week paulie uh that's it Catch a dude. See you, man.